I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. So let's map a scenario that's occurring all over the endurance sports as we speak. Your final race of the year is complete. Good, bad or ugly. You're ready for a break. Turn your back on the sport. Spend additional time with family, friends, other activities. Maybe even a few extra beers. But at the same time, your mind wanders towards next year and the goals that you'd like to achieve. Right now, today, you're fit. You've made gains. And despite knowing it's important to step back and rejuvenate. The competitor in you wants to drive forward. You don't want to lose all that fitness, all that hard work. Is it just going to be flushed down the toilet? You need to rest, but you want to progress. Well, today, I tell you how. You do need a break. And yet, you're just about to enter what I believe to be your most critical predictor in your success for the upcoming season. Sound like a paradox? It isn't. Stay tuned and I will explain all. Today, we break your performance cycle. You lay the platform for next year, all while resting up and having a few cheeky beers. Today, the season break and postseason. We dig deep. But before we do, I want to give you a little squaddy update. I promise regular insights into the Purple Patch Training Squad to further extend how we go about things from a global training perspective. And so, a little mini deep dive into the squaddy today, I'm going to align with today's bigger message of today's show. So today, what's the focus for Q4 for our Northern Hemisphere athletes as they stray towards what we call, as you'll find out much more today, post-season? Well, for us, for the training squad, Postseason begins on October the 1st, and that means, really quite simply, we have two paths going at one time. The first are those athletes that are charging towards their end-of-season races. The Hawaii Ironman, Ironman Maryland, Arizona, the list goes on. Even the New York Marathon. Of course, those athletes using multi-sport to train for it. But the other path, well, many of them are on what we call the bridge program. And this program is less about progressing athletically and more about simply being a healthy human being. Sounds rejuvenative, doesn't it? You see, those athletes are waiting for the postseason. And that means that training is very loose. It's a mixed up structured break, reduced training hours, lots of social, lots of fun. But there's a framework around it. And then on October the 1st, for those that are not still racing, here comes postseason, And here's the theme. We still want to give more time for life. We want to ensure that the athletes have flexibility. Many like to hike, some do other classes, mountain biking, whatever it might be. But at the same time, we must prepare the system and body for next year. And this is critical. As we'll discuss today, postseason is the phase of preparation. So what does this mean? What it means... A lot of technical development, a lot of skills, high speed, high power. Endurance athlete, yes, high speed, high power. A fun chance to hit the other end of the scale, well away from race specific. And of course, 
time effective at the same time, all to fit into a time-starved life. Strength and mobility and what we call tissue readiness, strengthening the tendons, ligaments and muscles to be ready for the harder work that they're going to be doing in January. So the mission for the squaddies in Q4, cleanse the mind, but at the same time, arrive to Q1 next year physically and emotionally ready to excel in our all-so-critical build phase. As you'll find out today, this phase, Q4, postseason, is the predictor for breakthrough performance, despite it lacking in all of the sexiness and the zeal of the tough hill reps and the track sessions that feed the confidence and soul of the inner athlete, this, the unsexy stuff, the postseason, the time that you're training way less hours, is the predictor. Oh, and one other thing for the squad is, tis the time for EDU, education. You see, less training time, less obsession, but a wonderful chance to tinker, to learn, to evolve. And so, for these athletes, we have a massive focus on group video learning and planning. And so, as you listen today, and you begin to plan your next season, if you need help, reach out. We're happy to chat or help, but I will say squad isn't for everyone. But if we are a fit for you, we'd love to help you. Just don't wait until you're 16 weeks out of your goal event to make that happen. Head to purplepatchfitness.com, the squad page, you can read all about it. And if you want a chat or a little consultation, just ping us on the form. Tell the team that I sent you. Tell them Matt sent you and I recommended a quick chat. Now, what's that rumbling down the tracks? Is that? Is there some tunes that I hear? We like the way he thinks Serious with a wink Let's open the book It's time to take a peek It's the Dictionary Word of the Week Yes, the Word of the Week this week is circuits. Circuits. Yes, keeping on the theme of this postseason, thinking about the glooming winter months that are upon us, as we go through to what many call off-season but we call postseason, many athletes begin to reignite their attention to strength and conditioning. Now, before we move on for this word of the week, a dirty secret for you. You never should have stopped strength. Sure, the personality and focus should have been different as you navigated the rigorous training into your key races, but abstinence will only have led to an evaporation of all of the prior work in strength. And so, no need to look back. As you look forward, if your attention begins to shine again towards strength, remember, in the middle of next year, you have to keep strength going. But, Coming back to the word of the week, the biggest puzzle for you, the time-starved athlete. How do I commit to strength training without it killing my endurance work? I'm already juggling life and all of the endurance training, and adding in strength seems to be some form of limited return. Well, this is where pragmatism trunks drop dogmatism. For the time-starved, we like to mix it up and use, here it is, circuits. Yes, short, focused mix of strength, about 10-minute blocks, all combined with technical or speed-focused intervals. For the runners and triathletes, that's typically running and treadmill walking. 
For the lifestyle athletes, you get a broader range. It could be rowing, kayaking, elliptical, walking, running, spin bike. The list goes on. But the key is that within 45 minutes or so, you can achieve a great combination of endurance skills or speed development in your endurance, power, speed, technique, and, of course, fun and varied strength. Now, I hear all of the strength and conditioning experts crying, no, it's not enough. But guess what? If we consistently get an athlete two or three times a week to pack it in and preferably kill two birds, we're going to get more than nothing and we're still going to achieve the benefits. And it's going to be F-U-N, fun. People will actually enjoy it and make sure that it doesn't feel like a drain. The key is to avoid random, that dirty word, random. It must be structured, progressive, and ultimately, ideally, coached. And for the obsessed, as I said, it's fun. So if you're seeking to integrate strength into your endurance plan and into a time-starved life, you might just be best served leaning into the highly specific and progressive circuits. And that is why the word of the week this week is circuits. But now, let's get on with the meat and potatoes. Yes, the meat and potatoes this week, we talk about taking a break and post-season. So you need to take a break. At the same time, you need to set yourself up for your very best season next year. Can we really do both? What? You crazy? I hear you say. Not at all. You can do it, my friends. But first, let's outline so that we have a framing, we have context. I think it's important for me to outline the phases of training that we would utilize at Purple Patch. I'm going to keep this brief. We're not going to go into it too much, but we need to understand the structure so that we can place the break and the postseason training within the broader picture. So roughly, we try to keep people on a quarterly type mindset because that's what they do in life. So January, February, March, Q1, April, May, June, Q2. Of course, there's a little bit of a bomb that's thrown into that when we have different hemispheres, different lives, different race schedules. But for the sake of today, let's keep it Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. So we're going to go through evolved global phases of training. And let's imagine, or let's state, our season begins on January 1st. You know, New Year, New You, all that sort of malarkey. Well, Q1, build phase. We identify it as the build phase. Lots of strength endurance work, progressive higher power, a lot of development of resilience and further ongoing technical development. A pretty challenging phase of the year, a place that we really build our resilience and also raise the top end. It's pretty far away from the specific training you'll be doing to get ready for your key races, whatever your endeavor is, but it is critically important. A lot of heavy lifting goes in, a lot of hard work goes into Q1. And then we emerge to two quarters in a row. One we call race-specific one, that's April, May, June. And then Q3, the back half of the year, July, August and September, race-specific two. So in Q2, we have a couple of cycles and we prime the early season races. And this is driving towards, for many, 
peak performance in the middle of the summer, that June-July time frame for racing. We have a little bit of a break in the middle of the year, and then, on a global perspective, Q3, as we drive towards later season goals. And it's no surprise, of course, for those that are chasing glory and heading to the World Championships, this is the meat and potatoes of the training season. Very similar to that previous cycle, but it's building on the first phase of race-specific. And that brings us to where we are about now as we head into October, November and December postseason, Here we are. That's going to be our focus of today, towards the end of the year, as we edge into what many of you guys might call off-season. We must have a break, but then we must, and here's the underline, we must, you must, transition into a phase of preparation. This is the only part of the year that the emotional and practical pressure is off. And therefore, we have a host of opportunities that is very, very challenging to squeeze into the rest of the year. And so, yes, a break, but the phase of preparation. More to come on this. But let's dive in. Postseason. This Q4, before we think about taking the break, and we will dive into it, what's the mission of postseason? Well, this phase of training is the critical platform for your success and your continued evolution as an athlete. Remember that word, evolve or die? Well, we think about evolution and growth, and this is the platform right here. In fact, we often argue that this is the greatest predictor of an athlete making massive strides in their performance level from year on year. But the balance in this phase must seamlessly achieve two things. The first is emotional and physical rejuvenation. So that's a critical mission. But the second is within that rejuvenation, we must retain consistency and we must lay the platform for readiness so that we can maximize results from our subsequent hard work that's going to happen in that Q1, then Q2, then Q3 of next year. The most common mistakes of amateur athletes is two. The first is to take too much of an unstructured break between the last race of the season and ramping back into specific work. These athletes completely detrain, often shift body composition in that negative way. They have a loss of progression and they allow the resilience of the body to drop. And of course, that's a massive future injury risk. What happens when they return? They're fresh emotionally, they're driven towards their goals, they're eager, but they're behind the eight ball. What typically happens is they ramp quick, they get fit quick, they feel great, and then they get injured. And this is the cycle, the big, long, unstructured break. This is the cycle of the classic athlete stuck in the status quo. Raced a few races, plateaus. It's also the cycle of the athlete that has the highest inconsistency, the greatest risk of injury, and typically the most frustration. The patterns are so often there to be seen, but the lessons, unfortunately, never seem to sink in. But mark my words, on the other end of the scale, continued obsession with training won't pay dividends either. The second mistake is they who stubbornly train on with the same vigour Fear of losing fitness. They are committed to excellence and they are excellent now. 
perhaps maybe into Q1, but then this athlete drops into accumulated fatigue, decline of motivation, a performance plateau. Injuries begin to creep in right at the time when it is time to turn it up towards the key races. Dixon, you bastard! Damned if we do, damned if we don't. So how do we balance rest and progression within a single phase of training? Well, let's review what an optimal postseason phase includes. The first is a heavy emphasis on technical and skills development, and that is across all disciplines. It is the time to obsess about technical changes. You have no stress of upcoming races. You can take the time. You can slow down. Coaches, put your stopwatches away. Start thinking and doing and helping. Athletes, stop worrying about power or pace. Think about how. So technical development. The second component is the development of tissue resilience. I mentioned that earlier, but it's absolutely critical. We want to very gradually, very lightly, after a little bit of rest and recuperation to let the system and the muscles heal, we begin to strengthen the muscles, the tendons, the ligaments, so that they are equipped to enable resistance to injury as, in Q1, for many of the purple patch athletes, the training load ramps up. Of course, aligned with this, very frequent running, very light in focus and components like that, we then have an amplified focus on strength, conditioning and mobility. So now we've got technical skills development, tissue resilience in the endurance sports, amplified focus on strength and mobility, and yet a whole bunch of opportunity for going and participating in different yet related sports, mountain biking, cross-country skiing when the snow comes, hiking, whatever it might be that feeds your soul. Because overall, this phase of training should have a significantly overall lower training load with more space and time for other areas in life. The final component that might actually surprise you is there is one little spice of hard work. We tend to do pretty frequently, weekly, very, very high intensity and short duration intervals way at the other end of endurance sports. And the good thing is, this is really fun and really different for people. For much of the season, there simply isn't the capacity to integrate these types of sessions into the regular training week. So yes, you actually get to go fast, really fast. And this increases our ceiling of physiological performance. It tends to activate available muscles into the usable mix. We get to improve our central neurological conditioning. And it's also a route to improve poor performance disciplines. But it's fit into a structure of overall training load. Because high speed and high power is a strong dose of work. So this means that we must be really careful in making global training load too high. And to do this, the antidote is to ensure that athletes are not in search of the high duration, long endurance work. Hint, we do that when it's warm and sunny. Overall, the global training hours should be much lower than in the middle of the build or the race specific phases. Remember, Q1, Q2, Q3, that's the training. Right now we're in preparation. 
And then we also, from a mindset standpoint, don't engage in makeup sessions. If you miss some of the training, you don't need to be that obsessed. You're more free. All we're looking to do is add a little framework within a much looser structure. In other words, you, the athlete, as you venture into postseason, are not chasing massive fitness gains. I know it's a mind twist, but you're not really trying to get fitter. Instead, what you're doing is preparing the body to absorb the training at a later stage that is going to help create the massive fitness games. So you're actually, it's revolutionary, planning for the future. So all of this work combined with some fun adventure training and highly specific focus on technical development is going to provide a wonderful framework of growth next season. And success will be if you get some challenging sessions in over the next few months, but it doesn't feel like daunting training. In fact, you should salivate for the intensity because it's so fresh and so different. But the biggest showcase of success will be for you to start Q1 next year, raring to go physically and mentally. Here's my favorite word, fresh. So what does it look like? Well, let's give you some rules of thumb. So imagine if in the middle of race season, you were training, and not many of you guys get to do this many hours, but you were training 16 to 20 hours weekly. Well, in post-season, I'd expect you to be doing about 8 to 12. What about if you're doing 12 to 14 hours? Probably about 7 to 10 hours. What about if you're a bit more time-starved, 9 to 11 hours? Well, you're probably 6 to 8 a little bit less, dropping down, give yourself a little bit more freedom and capacity. And how about those that are really time-starved, doing six, seven, eight hours or so? Drop it down, four, five or six hours. Less than that, keep it the same, drop it down a little bit. It's going to fit into life well. Okay, great. Well, that's the framework. But do you really finish your last race of the season and say, let's bring it, preparation? Absolutely not. You first need a break. A complete step away from training is a good thing. Turn your back on the sport. Spend more time with family and friends. A great time to do a post-mortem of 2019 or whatever this year is and areas to improve. Think about the habits and changes that you want to make for the upcoming year. Maybe even start to plan your races, events and the calendar. And most importantly, begin to immerse yourself in education. But for the most part, the initial week or two after the last race of the year, turn your back on the sport. It's complete. Turn your back on the sport. It'll still be there when you come back. Just make sure you don't leave it too long. One week, 10 days, two weeks. And so to get granular, there's a nice way of doing this. You finish a race. Couple of days afterwards, I would move the body. Really easy, very social. And then for the rest of the week, no sport. Turn your back on the sport. The second week, begin with a very low structure. Do you remember we talked about that bridge program? Well, that bridge right now, having the break with a little bit of structure. No metrics, no pressure, but a great time to get planning. The third week, postseason begins. Very low emotional pressure, probably a couple of days off at completely each week. And then 
we creep into the fourth week after your last race of the year into full normal postseason work and you are emotionally engaged in training but remember without chasing fitness and so let's set the mindset to finish this if you want to know in a single sentence why this is so important listen to this postseason is a phase of preparation in which you develop the bedrock of technique and tissue readiness that will maximize the yield of your hard work that awaits in the months ahead. So as I said, you're not chasing fitness. You're preparing the body to train. And I cannot overstate, this is massively important. It is the concept. And it's a phase that if you miss, you simply cannot. And I have to pause. I want you to listen to this next sentence. Let me pull it from the back of my mind. How do I want to say this? Um, here it is, guys. If you miss, you simply cannot expect to maximize performance yields in the season ahead. Whew, that sounds daunting, huh? If you mess it up now, when structure is low, when you have time and capacity for other stuff, that you have freedom to go off range a little bit and go and do some other juicy, fun sports, but... With the structure that is there, it's highly specific and preparatory in nature. If you mess that up, the chances are you ain't going to evolve. And so, in a few words, this is postseason and a break. Commit to this. It is not and should not be shackling. It should offer a roadmap and a framework into an approach that is light, low structure and rejuvenative. Random drives most of us crazy. Humans don't thrive in chaos. And so use this framework as a set of training wheels, a little pair of stabilizers, keep you on track. But please don't be that guy. Ride your bike, great. Stop for a coffee, enjoy. Want to try yoga? Great. Skip a swim, go do yoga. Want a late night out and get dressed up in leather and dance the night away in a seedy underground club? Wait, if that's your thing, I'm not going to judge you. You get it. Be free. Explore a little bit. But at the same time, stay on course. Because remember, it's the magic of the journey. And you simply cannot expect gains if 20 to 30% of your year is left to complete randomness. And I believe, and I don't overstate this, I believe that this is at the very heart of all of the Purple Patch success over the years. A structured break, a whole bunch of freedom, and at the same time, progression. But most of all, the magic words, postseason, Preparation, not fitness. And so you can leave your Garmin and your power meters at home. You can hang your heart rate monitor up for the winter, but don't become a sloth. Onward and upward, speak next time. Cheers and take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, would really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. 
Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers. <laughs>